You're listening to the One Man Show Network. Welcome to the Aaron Says What Podcast with your host, Aaron Weinbaum. Hey kids, welcome to the Aaron Says What Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Weinbaum, and tonight I will be joined on Skype by Blake Stevenson from the Loaded Joe's MMA podcast. We're going to chat a little bit about some things, and I'm going to try to get him on the Skype right now. Hello? Hey, Blake. How are you there? What's up, my man? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good, brother. How are you? I'm doing well, bro. All right. Doing we got- well. can, can you see me? I can see you. Can you see me? I got you, man. I got you. <laughs> that was a little show for everyone on YouTube right there when I get it on there. I'll have the audio first. YouTube might take a day or two. How's my sound on your end? It's not sexy as fuck. Yeah, I do. All right. <laughs> uh, I like where this is going already. So first things first, um, I gave you a little intro already before I called you. You, you do your own podcast, the Loaded Joe's MMA podcast. Does that mean we're supposed to be drunk right now? or? <laughs> You know what? Most of the time, yeah, I am when I do the show. But uh. <laughs> all right, I'm not complaining then. There you go. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, brother. All right, but not too drunk because I got to be able to work the work the controls on this deal. <laughs> so first things first. I don't know if you heard or not. Since this is uh, an M and a more of an MMA theme show than usual, John Jones B sample came back. Man. Um, and it's you know what? I, yeah, it's it's weird, man. Because I didn't even want to talk about like when the A sample came out. I didn't even oh. want to talk about it because I'm like, let's wait for the B sample. Like, I'm a huge John Jones fan. I'm not one of the dudes that, that's out here just saying like, we, can we cuss? Do we cuss on this thing? I know. Do we, is it okay to do that? I don't like that talk. No, we're good. You can cuss. <laughs> it's fine. You're good, brother. Um, yeah, no, I was, it was some, just some, some crazy shit, man. I'm not out here like just, just saying crazy shit like some of a lot of, I think a lot of podcast hosts or a lot of MMA media people just say something just to get either people riled up or you say something and they're like, oh, did you hear what so and so said? Like you're trying to be controversial. Like I don't need to do that. I'm already real. I don't need to say something else. Like, so my whole stance on, on it, man, it, it sucks. It sucks big. Like, but even, it was. It's really weird, right? Because even Novitsky, he's in the article talking about like, "Hey guys, let's just wait for everything." Because like something, like there's something going on with. There was only a metabolite of and and uh, of of whatever the trombinol or whatever the yeah. hell that steroid is. There was only a, a small metabolite of it, and there wasn't the parent metabolite of it. If the parent metabolite was in there, apparently, according to the article I read, the way I read it, yeah. was that it would be more like, okay, he's on something. But now that it's just a, a partial metabolite, it's not the full family metabolite, they're like, well, yeah. this shows us a different light. Like, there's there's something here that we need to worry about. So, Well, Joe Rogan said is. maybe someone slipped him a drink. I don't know about that. Or slipped something <laughs> in his drink. But the, the other thing is, too, then, now there's another theory say, you know, that was a masking agent. And it was part of a stack. So, you know, that's just what he got caught using. I don't know. I don't think we'll ever know. You know, at least with Chael Sonnen, he went out and said, yeah, I did it. So, uh, you know, I got caught. I I tried to game the system. I've been doing it for years. So, and I don't think we're going to get that with, uh, you know, with with this guy. So, you know. I mean, you you hear a lot of things like, you know, that he was doing things for some time and that maybe he wasn't doing things when people thought he was doing things. Just a lot of back, um, of, of what is it, backstage talk, you know what I mean? A lot yeah. of behind-the-scenes talk. And so it makes you think, but then at the same time, like, when things don't match up the way they're supposed to match up, like, it's like, well, you know, like, so I really, I still don't know how to feel about this, man. And I don't ever put much thought into how I, I should be feeling. Yeah. But I think we already kind of like seen John Jones fuck up like so many times. So I don't know. I don't know, man. My man, uh, white John Jones will be getting more famous because of this. So there's some good that's going to come out of it. All right. Now, Blake, uh, on to you. Who is your daddy and what does he do? Tell me a little bit about yourself, your podcast, you know? Yeah, man. Uh, Loaded Justice MMA podcast uh, started in in two thousand December two thousand fourteen. 
um, it, it was really kind of, I just started with, with some friends. Like it was my answer to, at the time there was only like fighter and the kid were just starting. Mm-hmm. Joe Rogan was really like, people were like, Oh, he's just started doing companions that year. Um, and it was really like the, the latter half of the year too. Um, I mean, there wasn't a whole bunch of MMA, MMA podcasting wasn't popping like it is now. You yep. know what I'm saying? And so it was really a kind of an answer to like, what is a podcast that I want to hear? And, and I got the idea because like, I just would, you know, we watch UFC, you know, with my friends and I'd be like, man, we just talking shit. And it reminded me yeah. of that scene when like you're with your dad or you're with your uncles or your cousins and you're talking shit to the football game. Whether it means anything or not, and you guys got beers, and sometimes there's pizza around, <laughs> and you guys are just having a conversation, and it's right. completely fucking normal. Why not capture that? Like that—that's originally how it started. Like, why not capture that? And I, I think very much at the essence and the spirit of it, it's still that, even though I, it's just me now at this point. Like, it's no longer a, a crowd thing, or it's no longer me with other co-hosts. And I think that kind of comes with the territory. You kind of see who can. Who's invested in it and who's not. And that's really, you know, what it came down to. Originally, we, we would call guests as we would do uh, the podcast. And it was only audio format. And then I just kind of did it as more of a, you know, interview fighters. But it's, it's I consider myself, I think the best way, if nobody's ever heard the show, um, the best comparison would be like, I'm like the Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Campbell of like MMA podcasting. Like, we have fun. It's nothing too serious. It's very much lighthearted. But it's entertaining and you get some information out of people because I feel like when you come with that approach, not like, well, how are you doing? And, uh, yeah. okay. So who are you fighting? Like when you don't come with that, that I think it's like a, a pure broadcasting approach. Like it's this destruction when you just come kind of flow and you talk to a person, like you just met him at a bar. Yeah. They're more apt to be open with you and tell you things that they think are important for you to know rather than you pry the information out of them. Like a, like an oyster and you're trying to get a pearl out, you know, it's not going it, to, it, it's never, that's never, that doesn't make for good conversation nor for good um, interpersonal skills. If you want to continue them uh, on your show, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, man, I've, I've been doing this almost three years. It's going to be three years this year. And now we've got, you know, we do Facebook live. Sometimes I do a lot more video and it seems like a lot more people, I think, because I'm very, I, I like to make pretend I'm very animated with my facial expressions and and i'm laughing at the guests i i think we've gotten a big uh a bigger hit on the video side of things oh, wow. and that's really that's really helped uh the show kind of take off and it's really been you know the last six months eight months nine months since the beginning of the year that i think people are like really receptive to it um and and man i've just had a fucking blast and and i love connecting with other podcast hosts like even if it's not anything to do with MMA because it's fun engaging in conversations where another person knows quote unquote the struggle right like the podcast struggle because it's really what it is man but they know that lifestyle they they know it's about promotion it's about hustle and bustle and and it's a certain wavelength you can connect with people and it's it's always positive though at the end the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's kind of the the roundabout way of my story. But yeah, I mean, I've been doing it for almost three years now, and I've been into MMA since '09 when I started training, and and um, also I've been training on and off since then. And that's really, I started training. I'm like, well, I want to know more. And my teacher was like, okay, go watch this guy fight. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't really watch fights. He's like, no, trust me, you you want to you might start, you know you want. You want to watch it? Okay, so that I got into it because I wanted to learn more when I wasn't training. So, yeah, man. Now we're here. We started from the bottom. Awesome. You know, now, now you know where we're at. <laughs> well, this is fun. We have a lot of similar, similarities. I can't talk. But, like, uh, you know, we both play in these podcasts around our kids and our lives and everything else. And uh, yeah. And it's hard to be consistent. And you've done a much better job with that <laughs> th- than me. But, um, you know, congratulations there. And we, we both had some some really good guests and uh, I appreciate mm-hmm. you listening. I, and I've been, I've been listening to a few years as well. And uh, it's weird. We're connected in a few different ways. So, you know, I, I think the podcast he made simple Facebook group and then you follow my Dana Unleashed account on Twitter and, you know, just everything kind of mm-hmm. came around, mm-hmm. and it, which is it's, it's pretty funny. So, 
And uh, I keep it is, man. Yeah, and it was it's a small world. As soon as you introduced, like as soon as you wrote my page last week, I was like, and and you were like. Said something like goofy, and I'm like, "Oh, this motherfucker's Dana." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I know it's funny, man. Like oh, man. on my uh, on my real account, so I'm looking away from you. I'm trying to adjust some levels here. On my real account, you know, uh, everyone just looks at what I say like a hashtag. They don't read my timeline. You know, I could I could say I'll give you a thousand dollars. You retweet this, and no one no one would see anything. And then Dana, like everyone, hangs on to every word. I, that, that's, right. It's just a lot of fun for me. I mean, I've individually thanked every follower for following me for whatever. So that that's been a blast. And uh now for the sake of the podcasting made simple group, and every time I have a podcaster on, I, I ask them the same thing. So how do you set up for your podcast? What's your basic setup? Um man, it's it sounds I'm gonna make it I don't I don't know. It for me it's really simple. I've seen other people's it's for me it's my laptop. Yep. My my out of date laptop, I should say, man. Um, I probably need to get another one, but it, it's it's my baby. I got my mixer, the same mixer that you have. It's mm-hmm. the that Xenix Q802. Yeah, the 802. The 802 USB. That's yep. the one, man. 802 USB. That's what I have, and I use uh, OBS. OBS okay. is a is a it's a free uh, software you can download online, uh, online broadcast software, and it's what I use. and And I plug my background into it, so transitions on there. I plug my, my logo on the background with my sponsors at the bottom with follow me on Facebook, oh, Instagram, cool. and my website. I put all that up. It's visually stimulating, of course. Um, but it's really cool. It makes for a really cool dynamic rather than just seeing like two two camera screens, which I used to do. I've kind of yeah. evolved, you know, like you, you start somewhere. I never hate on people that do do that because you no. all start somewhere. But like that's where I started from, and I was like, oh, "How can I make this better? How can I make this better?" So I've been doing like Facebook video and video stuff as far as like podcasting goes. I feel like I was catching on to it as it started catching fire, and um, so that's the way I do it, man. I got me on one side, I got I got my other person on this side. That's OBS. Quit everything through that, um, and so usually I just throw the video right into like you know Facebook or YouTube or something, right. and then I actually have an MP3 converter. Right. And I just put the MP3, and then I can then upload it to you know all my RSS feed. So I'm gonna go to iTunes and Stitcher and all the fun places everybody wants to everybody wants to hear it at. So that's okay. that's really quite it, man. Unless I want to add like some music, and I'll just I'll actually do it in the video file, and I'll I have a like a video editing. I just use uh, freaking Microsoft or Windows Media or Windows Video Editor or whatever the hell. Yeah. Like it's really simple really easy and like it gets a job done uh if you've got like 30 minutes to just export it you know so man it's everything's pretty simple like i feel like it's not i don't overcate myself no you um go with what works and, and man it's all like almost all free yeah it's almost like all free stuff like as far as the software goes so well yeah man yeah i'm I doing think, okay <laughs> I, th- I think the only thing i paid for was ecam which i'm actually using right now because it helps with okay. both sides of the conversation I, I don't know if you're recording or not also but but uh, yeah, uh, I'm not recording. Yeah, I'm not. Rec- I'm not recording right now. But but usually when I when I do though, yeah, everything's done through OBS. So OBS does exactly what what Ecamm does, except right. you can obviously put the the background logo, whatever. And there's also also another free one that I think Ecamm does um, offer, and it's more for more or less when you do like live. Yeah, there's a Facebook Live version and. Uh... Yep, yep, yep. All right, I hate to do this. We may, I'll leave this another minute or so, we may have to shut the video off because I'm getting some, uh, a weak signal here. I don't know if it's your side or my side, but it could be my side. I hear some rain outside. Oh, but, dear. Uh, okay. Yeah, but, no, it's, uh, it's no worries, man. That gives me, I can smoke a cigarette and still do audio, so we're good. <laughs> That's cool, too. I can hear you. Of course, I can hear you now. <coughs> Excuse me. So I thought, listen, I get to go to UFC Pittsburgh this weekend. I am okay. psyched. And Have I you never been to a UFC? I been, this is my second one. I went to Kansas okay. City where I saw Mighty Mouse uh, and uh, Wilson Heiss. Wilson Hayes? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And that, that was a great card. That's when uh, David Branch beat Jacare. It was, it was all good, and it was neat. So I got to see a few fighters. I, I will tell you something. Up close, Daniel Cormier is huge. Like, on TV, he does not look very big because he, he's standing next <laughs> to Giants, but... How that guy gets to 205, I mean, he was thick, and this was 
this was a few weeks probably after the Anthony Johnson fight. And so, and he was huge. So yeah. Kudos to him for, for cutting down. He, um, he's a big, like, I don't think people get, like, how big he is. He Just look at a barrel. Look at, like, a barrel that yeah. holds, like, freaking beer back in the day or, like, whiskey. <laughs> he looks like a barrel of a man. Like, a man with legs and arms, and he's a barrel. Like, no joke. Like, you've seen him up close. You know what yeah. I'm talking about. Like, it's just weird. He just doesn't look very tough on TV. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I mean, he's just, it looks like you just poke him in the belly. He's like, got your belly, you know. But... <laughs> His frame is is uh, it, it's deceiving. Um, another guy like that that I met was Alistair Overeem. Really, he was he's, he looks way bigger on TV than he is in person. So he looks smaller. He in person he, he I don't want to say he looks smaller either, right? Like that's the wrong word. Yeah, it's not the opposite of bigger, but just not as big. <laughs> His shadow is definitely huge. His shadow overtook my shadow, and I'm not a small guy either. But like I was, I was. His shadow literally ate my shadow as he passed me by in the hallways at Jackson Wink. But, like, he's just – he's a different kind of big. Like, he's not the big guy I expected. Like, very lanky, very muscular, but just, like – I'm like, weren't you, weren't you bigger, though? Like, even even well, though you was. got smaller, aren't you bigger? But, like, it's deceivingly a different a different proportion. Yeah, I think the point is TV gives it gives its fighters a different proportions and sometimes objects – you know, like objects in the mirror yeah. – Closer than they appear, type. <laughs> uh, uh, Usada may have had something to do with him looking a little smaller when you saw him, also. So, <laughs> and I, I took that into account too, right? Like no yeah. horse beef, and it, even though he got smaller, he was he still looked bigger, you know. Yeah. But like he was a different kind of big. But he was he was big, but just it was it wasn't the big I think I was expecting. All right, well, I am an MMA fan, but I do not know everybody on this card. So, if. Uh, I'm an MMA fan, and I almost don't know everybody on this card, so right. uh, it's okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick through the ones we know. If that's cool, yeah. If you're ready to start picking, I might, I have them all written out, so you don't have to look at nothing. So, okay. Uh, I got a little. Uh, oh, of course, I can't find it now. Oh, here, I found this one. You know, you'll know who this is. You're on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> all right, but I do have a little fight picking music. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, first up, we have... All right. I know we'll know... This is crazy. This is an undercard fight. We have Uriah Hall and Christoph Jocko. So, Uriah Hall is the second fight on the prelim card on Fox Sports Jesus, 1. I didn't even know he was on this card. I know. So, I don't know. I don't know Christoph. It's hard for me to pick against a Russian, though, because they are studs. Uh, I'm going to probably... Ooh, I'm going to go with Kristoff. Who you got? Christoph, yeah. Christoph, so, Christoph Yatko, that's the guy that David Branch kind of narrowly defeated to get oh. into the UFC. Um, kid's good, man. I'll be quite honest. Kid is, kid is solid. It's just like he's one of those guys that's kind of... A, Middle of the lane type guy, and I feel like Uriah Hall is a middle of the lane type guy. Yeah, he just happens to have a name though. He's a named middle of the middle of the line guy that you hate to go too far down because he's got a he's got a name. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, Christoph Yatko, it's crazy what I'm about to say, but he's more consistent. Either he's just more consistent than than Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall's like a like a stock market, right? Like <laughs> bad kind though, bad kind of stock. It goes up and down and up and down. And you never know when you're going to hit the up or the down, right? Well, he's a bit of a head case, isn't he? As from what I hear, I, I actually I spoke with the with the cat. I had him on my show, Adam Sella, the guy that he famously spinning yeah. heel kicked. Um, and Adam Sella was in the house with him, obviously, and just mm-hmm. had like he was just like, man, dude, dude is kind of cool, but like just weird and just <laughs> you know, I don't know, man, I don't know about that guy, so. And I think that was the feeling that he was he was kind of insinuating me that a lot of people in the in the house felt. Uh but again, it's this is not the talk bad about Uriah Hall podcast. It's <laughs> Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I no. I wanna pick I wanna pick Uriah Hall. I like his creativity. I like things about him. Okay. And and he might get it in this fight because usually when you pin him up with somebody where he doesn't have to worry about the name and there's no pressure, he tends to kind of shine more or less in those fights. 
Um, I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Yako wins. I'd like to see Hall win, but I wouldn't be surprised if Yako wins just because Yako's a little bit more consistent with his – I don't want to say wins and losses either, but just with the way he fights. All right. Well, let's see. I'll, I'll try to pick one. Okay, Usman and Sergio Morales. Kamaro Usman. Yes, I like Usman. I do too, man. He's the future of the division in my in my yeah. eyes. I don't even like the way he fights, to be quite honest. <laughs> he he's the white he's the he's the black version of Kobe Covington. Yeah. Uh, just not fun to watch fight, quite honestly. But like they get the job done, and so you can't <laughs> can't really deny him their place. Like, and he's like eleven or ten. Like he's kind of fighting down right yeah. now. Like this is really weird because like he should be fighting somebody. He should be fighting – who did RDA just beat? Um, oh, Neil Magny. He should be fighting somebody like that. He should be fighting <laughs> Neil Magny. He should be fighting uh, Mike Perry. He should be He should be fighting the, you know, the Alan Joe bands. Like somebody to get him named because like him and Kobe Covington, them two dudes are the future of that division once all these, these old birds flock out. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, yeah give me Kamar Usman. I'm high on him even though I don't like the way he fights, man. I got Usman too. I, I, I don't want to agree on every single one of these. I'm going to have to pick a different one. Just, just <laughs> All right, I don't know these guys. Gregor Gillespie. Gregor Gillespie, man. Okay. Gregor Gillespie, dude. And Jason Gonzalez. That, okay, that kid is – okay, so I remember Jason Gonzalez too. I want to say he kind of – he came in like short notice in his last fight. I, I, it could be his other – his first fight, but I want to say his last fight. He might have came in short notice. But anyway, regardless – <laughs> I'm a huge Gregor Gillespie fan. He was – what card was he on? It was just a few months ago. I was, I, it's like the prelim uh, – was it a fight night card? Uh, it was the one where – I want to say it was like a European card too to be quite honest. Oh, wow. But regardless, this Gregor Gillespie, man, his last two outings in UFC have been fire. And I remember uh, – who was telling me about Gregor Gillespie? Uh, Andre Harris, Andre Harrison, he is the, Andre Harrison was most famously the 145 champion at Titan and one, he's currently the 145 champion in, uh, World Series of Fighting. Then they changed your name, pro combat, pro league, whatever kind of pro people they are. PFL, right? (laughs) Yeah, Premier Fight League. (laughs) Um, Premier Fight League, that's fun. Uh, you know, they, uh, I ha- I've had Andre Harrison, and he was telling – he kept just shouting out every time we'd come on, Greg Gillespie, Greg Gillespie's next up. This kid's the fucking truth. I think his last fight, like, he won in, like – I don't know. It was, like, first round for sure. I think it was, like, the first minute or two. Like, oh, wow. kid is sick. Uh, give me Greg Gillespie all day anytime he fights until – I'm sold until he gets beat. How about that? Well, I'm picking Jason Gonzalez. Fuck you. So. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're probably right. All right. Hector Lombard and Anthony Smith. I am a huge Hector Lombard fan. I'm a, I'm a Bellator uh, Hector Lombard fan. I'm a Bell- I'm a Bellator Hector Lombard. Hey, you know what? Even the UFC, when he came in and beat Nate Marquardt, like, yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Hector Lombard, baby, in yeah. the house. And they just get beats up all the time. Like, and it gets exhausted and can't beat somebody like Johnny Hendricks and – Man, and but this is a fight that's really set up for him to win. Like I feel like because yeah. Anthony Lionheart likes to fight um, Anthony Lionheart Smith. Yeah, he likes to fight. Well, I don't want to say he likes to fight, but where he does a lot of his good damage is in close from the clinch, at knees, elbows type thing. And if you get close to Hector Lumbar with them little T Rex arms, yeah, that boy's putting you to sleep. Yeah, you know. Um, Give, I want Hector Lombard to win. To be quite honest, I don't know if he will. I don't. Like think I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm rational. I don't know if he will, but I want him to win. I want him to win. I don't think he will. I think his best days are behind him. He's taking some. You know that beating he took with Neil Magny. You know Dan Henderson turned him to dust with an elbow. I, you know, as much as I, I, I hate it when these old guys start going out like BJ Penn. You know, and, and uh, I'm just gonna have to go with the Lionheart on this deal. All right, all right. Well, you can fuck up, fuck right off, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, Mike Platinum, Loudmouth Perry, and Tiago Alves. I like I like Mike Perry, man. I've had him on again. I'm super biased, so when I have a guy on the show, to be quite honest, you've had him on. But, 
Awesome. I've had him on. I love Mike Perry, and Mike Perry doesn't go on a lot of shows. To be quite honest, man. And I mean, I kind of, I would, I feel why, you know, if I'm him. Did you hear my Ariel? Um, I did. I was. I watched like half of it. I love yeah. the dude. Like it's, it's exact same way. He's so fun. Like he's unintentionally funny, and that's the funny thing about Mike Perry. He doesn't try to be funny, and like, I, I don't know what I expected from him having him on. Yeah. But I was excited. I knew I was excited to have him on. That was super cool. Uh, he came on, man. That's awesome. It, yeah, I'll, I'll see you link to the episode, man. He's yeah, super, he's, he's just super cool, man. Uh, and you'll hear it on the, on the thing. Me and him kind of have a really nice rapport back and forth. Of course, we kind of talk similar anyways. Uh, so he, he – uh, I like that dude, man, and I really want him to do good things. And this is a fight where he can do some really good things yeah. because Thiago Vest, man, we haven't seen prime Thiago Vest since obviously Before I think G- GSP. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's not that Thiago Vest anymore, dude, like – he wanted to go down to lightweight, or didn't he fight at lightweight? Didn't he have a fight at lightweight? He or something? didn't even get close to making weight. Like it was like he he was like one sixty something or something crazy, and Jim Miller put it on him. Yeah, he's not. He's one of those guys too, though. You know, he's young, but he's been through a lot of wars, man. Um, so I'm I'm with you, yeah, with Mike Perry. I, 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 I mean, and, and I get a lot of people don't like Mike Perry or want to go for him, but like I say, he's talented. I say this with love. And I'm not trying to insult the guy. He's full of shit. He, you know, don't take to whatever he says to heart. He's promoting himself. He knows what he's doing, and he's kind of found a niche. Yeah, yes. He, he kills me when he talks. So uh, <laughs> I, I actually I, I made a joke on one of my accounts. I, I can't really share which one it is. I'll I'll send it to you privately. But I just said put a shirt on, and he favorited it. So. <laughs> this is during the uh, Ariel. He's obviously he, he knows what he's doing. He, man. Knows, he knows what, what he's, he's doing, doing, and he's got a good sense of humor. I mean, he's not he's not stupid. He he likes to come mm-hmm. off like he is. Now he's got some cornermen that are stupid. Probably you know uh, they got the big mouths and and, and whatnot. But uh, he's he knows what he's doing. Good. For he him. knows exactly what he's doing, man. Good for him. All right, the main event of the evening: Luke Rockhold. David Branch. David Branch, a two-time world uh, – I get what is it now? Is it World Series of Fighting? No, it's Premier Fight League. I'm still going to call champion. him World Series. He's a two-time World Series champ, man. Uh, yeah. Lightweight, middleweight. Or light heavyweight and, and middleweight, yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, go ahead, man. You start this one off then. I'll, I'll listen to you. This is one of those things where I want to root for David Branch. You know, The fact that he could hold a, a title at 205, but Rockhold's huge too. Rocco could easily come in and fight at 205, and he's composed. You know, Branch has been in the UFC before. This is his second run. He won his last fight. It wasn't that greatly impressive, but, I, you know, as it, it's, it's much of a teabag as Luke Rocco may uh, appear to be on TV, whatever, I think he's too talented. I think he wins this one. But I wouldn't be surprised if David pulls it off. What do you think? Yeah, I, I'm. Um, so let's keep that in mind, right? He's fought in big guys before. Yep. And he's been the littler guy. Like, he's a little 205er. Yep. But he's fought in somebody. He's gone to the ground. Like, I'm not worried about if it goes to the ground. Right. He's been to the ground with Vinny Mangalesh. Vinny Mangalesh, freaking BJJ everything, you know, everything champion. Like, go find a championship that he's. He's, he's like, won a whole mess of them. I'm not a big yeah. BJJ guy as much as I'm a boxing kickboxing fan outside of MMA but dude to go to the to, to beat Vinny Magalesh not get submitted by him no. not really be in any trouble like you know to beat him up from guard like he's got uh, David Branch has mean ground and pound first off well, and Vinny's he's, a natural 205er yeah yeah exactly and so like that's what doesn't worry me about like Luke Rockhold's size like I know he cuts some weight he probably he walks in around like He'd probably walk in the ring between anywhere 207 to 212, and and, <coughs> and David Branch will probably be you know 203 or whatever. It'd be a little mm-hmm. bit littler, but I, I'm not concerned because he's fought bigger guys before, right? Yep. He's competed at that le- at not that level, but that weight level, right? So that's not going to be a big dis- discrepancy. Um, I definitely think Luke Rockhold is is super talented as well. I've just I've never really been a fan of, of his. I've picked him a couple fights. Like I picked him the first and um, I don't want to say second Bisbee fight, but for sure the the first one. 
I just realized and I just that, picked my nose on Skype. Son of a bitch. The what? I just realized I just picked my nose on Skype. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Please continue. <laughs> but the, um, the tens of viewers. <laughs> um, yeah, he um, – he, okay, so so, let's say, so yeah, Rockhold – but the thing that gets me about Rockhold is he's uh, – I've only picked him like once. I'm not a yeah. big Uber fan of his even though I know how talented he is. Uh, but he's also been out for like 15 months now, dude. Like yeah. that, a- does some, like, that does something. That he, does something to you. This is nothing new to these AKA guys, okay? <laughs> they're, they, get, they get hurt and they're out for years and then they come back and win. So, you know, it could be in- – in- Injuries, yeah, injuries are nothing new for them, and recovering from injuries is nothing new. But nah. see, Rockhold doesn't come from that background. Like he's he's um, uh, best way I can kind of put this. He has imitated that yeah that mindset, right? Because the people that come from that background are Daniel Cormier, are Cain Velasquez, are Habib. You know, yeah. so Rockhold's kind of have had since he didn't come from that background. He's learned. The, okay, to adapt to that, he's learned that that's the norm. Yeah, but that's more of an imitation more than somebody who's bred into it. Does that make any sense? He's a little. I think he's a little. And and I hate using this word, but I think it's fitting for him. He's a little. He's a little Hollywood. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's a little divaish. But, but I, first... I don't know. I don't know if he can come back like them. Like I, I trust Khabib coming off of a long layup. I trust Kane coming off of a long layup. Yeah. Even win or lose, I trust them. I trust DC to come off of a long layoff. I don't know how much I trust Luke Rockhold to yeah. come off a lo- long layoff. Now the thing is, he's training out of. Um, yeah, he's uh, not training in AKA. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I forgot about that. Uh, where is he training out of? Henry Hoops. Henry Hoops. Yeah, Henry Hoops Gym. It was Combat Club, and he just made it. I think it's called three five six or three six five or something like that. And he was so, over at the Black Zillions too, right? So the Black Zillions is so uh, when they split up. Right. There was like half of the Black Zillions were still kind of Black Zillions. Yeah. And half of them went with Henry Hoof over to a place called Combat Club. Okay. And it was just they kind of rented out the space and matted it up and it looked real nice. They all kind of considered themselves well. I still hang out with the Black Zillion over here. And right. So they kind of it's a loose term. It's a very loose term right now, but it's very much like Henry Hoof on one side and kind of Kenny Monday on on the on the other. Um, or Kenny Monday or Kenny Johnson? I forget which. Kenny one Monday. But anyways. Uh, you know, one coach went one way, the other coach yeah. went the other. And so he, yeah, he's training out of Henry Hoops gym, and Henry Hoop has some has some bad. Like I, I was learning that Luke Rocco was training quite a few months ago, even before this fight got announced, because I'm friends with Vulcan Ustamir, um, obviously famously for knocking out Jimmy Mano as fast as he did on that on that John Jones. Yeah, he's a car. stud, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I've been a huge fan of Vol- again. I was biased as him. Coming into UFC because he got late notice. I I interviewed him for Titan. Nice. And two weeks, like we did the interview, not but a few days later, he got the two week notice to step in to fight OSP. And I'm like, oh, th- he's gonna beat OSP. Everybody yeah. was like, who the fuck is this kid? He's gonna get beat. Didn't get beat. Goes up against Misha. I'm like, oh, he's. I know Misha's you know weaknesses. He's gonna beat Misha. And everybody's like, no, Misha's gonna run through him. What the fuck happened? And then he fights Jimmy, and I'm like, you know what? I think he's going to beat Jimmy. Like, Jimmy might be a little too old, and Jimmy might be a little too chinny. Yeah. What the fuck happened? And then everything's recorded. Like, I, I, yeah. I you know, me going for Vulcan's all. So I'm huge on What'd Vulcan. you say? You recorded and, the day after? What's that? You recorded the day after the fight? What'd you say? No, I'm just messing with <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to I, see, it, I would like to see him fight DC. I don't want to see Gustafs in DC, too. Yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd want to see, uh, Vulcan and, and, uh, Alex, Alexander, or I wanted to see what I wanted to see was Vulcan and Shogun right before mm. Vulcan gets the title fight. Like I'd see, I would, I would see on the same, like in my head when I'm seeing on the same card, Vulcan Shogun for a contender. And, and I'd want to see Gus and DC because it was a split decision, dude. Like I honestly thought Gustafson could have won. Yeah. Um, I saw the fight for D like it with unbiased eyes. Gustafson saw ran the fight, a lot like, though, man. I remember that was, fight. Gus from ran yeah. a lot, and I would. Um, no, go ahead. Sorry, but as much as he ran, it was still a split. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he he ran in rounds that he was losing, and the rounds he wasn't losing, he was doing really well. And I think his boxing's gotten way better, and I think his wrestling just continues to to improve because 
they have Phil Davis out there that comes out to the all-star gym. It's, you know, the three guys that are out there, it's Jimmy Manoa, Alexander Gustafson, and Phil Davis, along with Ilir Latifi. Yeah. You wonder why all these guys are, are so good. I love they're all helping He's like 5'2 and 205, you know? No, he's, he's just huge. Though. He's like, I mean, he's just thick. There's no way that guy could cut any weight, you know, to get to 185. He's just thick, dude, you know? And like, I guess, not to go off another tangent, I guess Shogun's fighting OSP again. Yeah. And he, they're, they're, what they're planning to do, I think, is they, th- I think they think that first one was a fluke, that yeah. Shogun can beat him. And then I think, I seriously think Shogun and Vulcan could fight because that's a great, yeah. that's a, for me, that's a great kind of contender. Like, hey, Whoever wins legitimately deserves another chance, I you know, Shogun, at, at, at the belt. Yeah, sure. Uh, but great. so what we're saying, oh, David Branch, this is yeah, long, we've got yeah we really but went anyways. off on a tangent. Who are you picking? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I saw Luke Rockhold training out of there because I saw uh, Vulcan's kind of little Instagram stories, and I'm also friends with um, Linton Vassell. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He's in Bellator. Yeah, yes, uh, yes, 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 yes. The uh, yeah, see the English guy. He's the English guy. Yeah. He's the one that submitted Liam McGeary. And yep. I said that he was going to beat Liam McGeary again. Yep. A super biased, though. Like, to be quite honest, if I wasn't as biased, I probably would have gone for Liam McGeary. Yeah. But uh, Lynn's a friend of mine. Vulcan's a friend of mine. So I've seen uh, Luke Rockhold training with them on both both their Instagrams. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm like, oh, shit, man. Like, probably picking up some good striking skills that he wants to use. And he feels like Henry's a guy that can bring it out of him. And, and I think Henry's a guy like Javier Mendez has that real hard-ass coaching style. Yep. Um, and that'll match it. Like if you're going to go and find the second best, if you need a substitute teacher, yeah, that's probably your guy. If you're coming <laughs> off of somebody like Javier Mendez, all that said though, I think David branch can take it, whether it's like a dirty decision. That's just like grindy and nasty. And we don't ever want to see that fight again. And, yeah. and David branch pulls it off. He can do that. Like absolutely. Or, you know, David branch could, you know, do some mean ground and pound, like work the transitions, get some mean ground and pound, get a get a, a submission because there's still some cobwebs on Luke Rockle. I, I can see David Branch winning though a, a number of different ways. Yeah, I if mean, it's decision though, it's going to be close. Well, don't forget, you know, Rockle's not a slouch either. You know, he no, kinda, no, no, he kind of handled uh, he handled Jacare way back when in the Strike Force days. You know, so. yeah, I, and I'm, me saying that's not, I don't want to take away from Luke Rockle. Yeah. You know, like not at all. I don't, I, I don't, you know, if it was me, I'd just see a draw. Like, I, I hate seeing people lose. That, You're making that a I lot of good of... points, man. I mean, I could go either way on this deal, but yeah. But yeah, for me, I'm going to, I want to lean toward David Branch. I, I think he can, I know he's a little bit older, but I think he can advance. And I think Rockhold, you know, he needs to figure out a few things in life. And this might be the fight that kind of. All right. We're going to remember this. Let's direction. remember this one out of all of them. I'm picking Rockhold by composure. Okay. Okay. That's good. I, it absolutely could happen. Like all of these things are in the realm of possibility. I feel just because there's there's so many X factors. How, how many people are uh, looking up composure right now to see if it's a BJJ move? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he looks like he's gonna lock in the composure. <laughs> that's amazing. You know, that's my that's Joe a, that's Rogan. A Eddie Bra- that's a new Eddie Bravo ten planet move right <laughs> yes. there. Yes, it's right. You know, first you got to give him the rubber guard. Rubber guard of composure. Yeah. <laughs> See what he's doing, Mike. He's putting the left leg over. You know. I, I tried to do. I tried to do conversational Joe Rogan, but it ended up being like sounded like Gilbert Godfrey. So do you like to use the southpaw, or do you like to mix it up a little bit and give him the old oh. one too? So yeah, that was a total oh accident. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> I could figure it out. That's how I figured I could do Gilbert Godfrey and not Joe Rogan. So and not Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can, love it! I love can, it. Can you yeah. imagine Gilbert interviewing Overeem? So you said there's a tap? No. Let's look at this. <laughs> no, I don't. Tell me when you see it. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Have I'm... you seen the waitress? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is he tapping? No, that's not a tap either. It looks like he's scratching his ear. And then you have GSP walking in and be like, oh, um, uh, I'm not impressed with your performance. Oh. Um, uh, for me, uh, it's it, uh, not the art fight for me. Uh. <laughs> Look, I fight aliens tougher than you. Um, I get abducted, weakly, anally probed. 
Yeah. That's awesome. That, that's about uh, the only two guys I could do. That's funny. You mentioned GSP. I could do a, I can do a Stallone, you know, I, imagine uh, Stallone doing BJJ. All right. Hey, yo, it's not about how many times you get foot swept. It's about how many times you get foot swept and keep coming back. <laughs> Yeah, people, that's good. I like Stallone as a BJJ coach. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, people turned this off three minutes ago. By the way, I'm just saying. <laughs> you tell me that wasn't Stallone that just came in on our call right now. No, that's what you're it, telling it, me. That was me. Unfortunately, it's, it, it's, it, unfortunately, it's video me trying to do a Stallone. I probably made the face too. Oh no, I don't face so good no more. You know, big. I, I oh love man, movies, I love so. it. Uh, I, I I would watch Rocky 400 like fighting a guy with a walker. <laughs> They'd be fighting with walking sticks to turn into fencing at that point. Yep. <laughs> yep, man. Oh wow, we we have touched on a lot of things today. Well, buddy, I I've I've kept you a long time. This is uh, it's been a been a fun time. I hope we do it again sometime for sure. Um, is there anything else you want to get off your chest? Anything else you want to promote? Uh, no, man. Um, Loaded Justin MMA podcast. Everybody go follow that. Uh, and everybody go tune in for the return. I'm returning uh, Loudmouth Boxing. It's uh, more of a boxing show that, that I do. Um, and I, I kind of paused it with the whole McGregor Mayweather thing. Cause oh, yeah. I'm a huge Mayweather fan. My nickname, Money Blakeweather. I saw um, that. <laughs> uh, I'm, a huge, I'm a huge Mayweather fan. Um, huge boxing fan. And so I was... I mean, I was in a weird place because I I do, you know, MMA show, but mm -hmm. I also know a whole bunch about boxing. So I was going on a lot of shows, uh, just basically saying all the reasons that Floyd Mayweather's going to win, mm -hmm. breaking down all of his old fights because I've seen them all. And I was rewatching film footage. And it was just <coughs> a whole bunch of craziness that I, I, I loved. I quite frankly, I fucking enjoyed the fuck out of it. Talking about my main man right there. Um, but it just kind of took away from a lot of other things. And I only devoted shows on the loaded Joe's and May podcast to that. Cause I was so obsessed with the fight because I love Connor too. Mm -hmm. Like I seriously love Connor when he comes back to UFC. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm out. I'm the one bragging like, Oh, my grandpa is half Irish. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm a little bit. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm that guy. I'm, I'm, I'm blazing the green trail and everything like that. So it was, a, it was a crazy fight for me to see kind of surreal, but, um, yeah, that took away from a lot of time. So we're returning that, obviously, with GGG Canelo this week. Oh, that's and, right. And uh, yeah, big boxing fight, man. I don't know if you watch boxing, but that's, I, I that's a don't as much as I used to. You, I mean, <laughs> I grew up like in the Tyson days. That's, okay, you know, that's when I was a kid. Like you know, and Tyson was knocking out Michael Spinks in ninety seconds. You know, and and, and shit like that. <laughs> but he was crazy, and uh, but no, He's through, still crazy. Throughout the years, I, I haven't watched boxing as much. I, I like boxing. You know, and uh, I did. I did get the uh, Mayweather fight, and everyone I knew came over because yeah. I knew I was getting the fight. You know, I, I honestly, I, I'd like that. I would not. I don't want to see Conor fighting too soon. I, 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 you know, people are discounting how much punishment he took and how fatigued he was, and uh, it looked like it looked like he had a bad weight cut. I mean, I'm not just saying that, you know, because Floyd was putting shit out there, but. You know, when he cut down to 155 that first time for, you know, Eddie Alvarez, you know, he was, he had 10 more pounds on him than he usually did. He looked really sucked out on the weight cut. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I don't know what that's about. He, he looked, yeah, he looked a, a, a tad closer to the 145 version of himself more than I would have liked. I remember watching him like, ooh, he looks a little, whoa, he looks a little thin there. He you looks know? like Patty Hoolian. Um, <laughs> What's that? He looked like Patty Hoolihan or whatever, you know, his, <laughs> you know, the 125 training part. I remember him. Yeah. I yeah. like, I like Patty Hooligan, man. Yeah. Um, when he used to fight, but yeah, he, it's, it's, it's true that he looked a, a tad like that. I mean, I don't know how much all this affected him. I, you know, I would love to see him fight in December. I feel yeah. like it's, it's, it's not much of a, I mean, he, it's, 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 I feel like it's, it's a good break for him. And I feel like it's it's not much of a transition. I mean, he was already he was still training MMA as he was training yeah. for boxing. And if anything, like these boxing skills that he's accrued, like I think people forget, like they're going to translate really fucking well. Yep. And it's going to be scary to see if you thought Connor had good boxing before. So long to that old version, like he's coming to knock fools out even better now. Well, it's like, like that's the really scary good, thing. Yeah, it's like those really good wrestlers too. Let's not forget Chuck Liddell. 
great wrestler never took anyone down. He had that great, <laughs> he had the, but he had that great defense. So yes. I think more than anything, he's going to have better defense and counterpunching than he did before, which was very good before. Mm-hmm. But you know, it'll be interesting that's, to see what happens when he comes back. And I hope he doesn't. It. Come and back then, and then the, when you said Chuck Liddell never took anybody down, of course, the one that pops in my head was the, Triangle the only joke. one he had was with Vanderlei. <laughs> oh, well, let's not forget he took, uh, God, what was the guy's name? Jeremy Horn down. And uh, Jeremy <laughs> he, but, but he didn't know what he was doing and he got choked out. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And then and this time, obviously, it was like a barn burner of a fight. Then all of a sudden, he takes Vanderlei down and keeps him down the whole fight. And Vanderlei's yeah. like, what the fuck? I thought we were standing. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's, one of, it's one of those type things. Like, n- now that he's got a chance to hone yeah. that skill in, Whoever he fights, it's going to be – that's going to be – you have to go into that fight, the other fighter across from him and be like, everything I thought I knew before, the ante is now up. It's time to – you know, he is double down in that skill. The, I can't make – like, if I thought I could never, not make any more mistakes, any mistakes, I have to make even less mistakes than no mistakes. Yeah. Like, ah, uh, man. So, yeah, I'm excited to see – and I, I think he could come back in December, but, like – you know he he knows his body, and I, I think he was hurt a lot more than he let on. Yeah. Don't, um, don't don't think him and Nate don't talk. You know, right. <laughs> don't, don't guys don't think this isn't bullshit. You know they hate each other. They, their their managers don't talk to each other. You know if they're if they're coming back to fight each other when there's smoke there's fire. You know what I mean? And I I guarantee people they talk to each other. I I mean you know I don't want to be that conspiracy guy and and agree to that, but. There's got to, at some level, something, whether it's one guy knows the other guy from the other camp and they're kind of exchanging that, something's going on. They, seem the I, same, they sing the same song at the same time, <laughs> but yet they don't, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, you know, somebody's passing the hymn music around, whether you, we know who that is, you, you know. You, you um, don't think before that very first fight, you know, Connor and him didn't go, hey, let's fucking hype this thing up. You, you think they, you know, they had really no bad blood before that. But it's, it's, and it's for me, like, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt that you have somebody like Nate. Yeah. Who is quote unquote a real motherfucker. Like he's a real mother. Like <laughs> after part. he beat Michael Johnson, he kind of, you taking everything I stand for motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm coming, I'm fighting your ass. You know, like. That's good. He, that's a good Nate. <laughs> Uh, the yeah, touch I, butt I, I, was the best. I practice in the mirror. The I practice naked in the mirror every now and then. Um, oh, that's a lot of information. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's for the fans right there. Um, but uh, yeah, he, you know, it, it doesn't hurt, right? That he's already outspoken as fuck. Yep. So if you give him, I don't think, and I don't, I, you know, again, I, that's why I don't want to go down the path of like, you know, somebody's feeding them something because I think all you have to do is put the breadcrumbs out there. Mm-hmm. You feed Connor, and Connor will be like. I know how to bring the bird in. Yeah. Let me I let me put the food right here. Just need to put a little bit of the bait. And it's always taken. Nate's always the guy that will always take it, whether it's big or small. Nate'll slap the bird. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, stop the motherfucker. What? <laughs> oh, Represent. Man. Yeah. Th- what, are you re- uh... what are you representing? You know. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I got nothing. I got 209, nothing. motherfucker. What's up? <laughs> uh but <laughs> But yeah, man, that's that's really what I'm doing, man. Uh, Loudmouth Boxing, uh, Loaded Judgment Made Podcast. Yeah, I forgot and, the original uh, question. Thank you for bringing me back. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> man, you know, it, it happens, right? Like it happens in our field as podcast hosts. You you go down all these little branches. Yeah. And and, and I, you can't forget where they all started from. So you always got to bring it. And that's I think that's one thing I've learned, if I've ever learned anything, is, as a conversationalist, my conversation skills have like intensified because of, you know, doing, doing a podcast, talking with people, you kind of, you figure it out. It's no longer a freestyle thing. You now have a a mathematical equation in your head, a scientific formula of how conversations work. And and it helps out with everyday, everyday conversation. It especially helps out in situations like this. So (laughs) So here's, here's a podcast tip, kids. You listen a lot. And, you know, I don't know about you, and I think you're probably about, I have a few starter questions, but other than that, I just like to see where it goes, you know? Right. I, I, when I talk to somebody, 
I used to have things like written down and mm-hmm. I would never look at them. I would just remember maybe one or two of the questions. Right. Like I'd write like eight questions and I might remember four. Uh, but usually I, I, I just talk to him like I, you know, talking to a friend like at the bar that I haven't seen in a long time. Like, the fuck is up, man? What's going on with your life? <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. What are you doing? What's new with you? And then we can kind of find some things from from there. Like I but uh, the whole I think the whole thing, you know, you kind of if you're open and, and they feel free to kind of come out of their shell, like you'll get a whole bunch of information without not trying too hard, man. I think the only thing that I ever have written down is I always do a segment. And again, we'll do this when we have you on, man, which hopefully is not too too long in the near future. But I do a thing at the end of the show called Random Ask Questions. Nope. And it's the only thing that I I think I have written down. And it's just like usually a, a series of like 10 just random ass questions. And it's it's fun to end the show that way because most fighters are not expecting it or most anybody's just not expecting it. And then it, it ends the segment or it ends the show in a positive – they remember that when they leave. Like, damn, I had fun. Because that's the last thing that they remember. You know what I'm saying? So Jedi mind trick for you. But You ever but seen yeah, a grown man, man naked? You know, <laughs> What's that now? <laughs> so, you ever seen a grown man naked? That's from, a, that's from a movie. It's from Airplane, if you have never seen it. If you've never seen Airplane. I have seen oh, Airplane. Oh, yeah. right. He was – what did he say? Something about – something about don't call me Shirley. Yeah, that's yeah, what I yeah, 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 yeah. Surely that can't be it. And he's like, yeah, that is it. And don't call me Shirley. That's right, man. <laughs> We're all counting on you. I have that soundbite too, but I, I'm not going to – I've played too many soundbites on this. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love it. But, yeah, that's that's what I have uh, coming out, man. Awesome. And, uh, yeah, I mean I'm sure after this we'll stay in touch and have you on the show to talk some more. Fantastic. Whatever shit. All right. Cool, man. Well, hey, thanks for being on. I'm going to let you go. I know you got kids, and you know here in uh, Central Time area, it's almost eleven o'clock p.m. It is, man. And uh, <laughs> I appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, I will share this in my Facebook group. I don't usually share podcasts, but I think since we're, uh, you know, we're in the same network and we're using my setup that everyone's using, and uh, you're using your setup, I think it's a it's a good share for sure. <laughs> I'll make sure I blast it out tomorrow. Yeah, everybody, go follow Loaded Judge MMA podcast Facebook Twitter. All that stuff. Type it in on Google. You'll find us. Thank you so much for having me on, Aaron. Absolutely. We'll blast it out tomorrow, brother. All right. And I'll have everything in the show notes as well. Take care. Peace. All right. Thanks so much. Peace. Well, that was a lot of fun. I uh, will see you all real soon. I'm sure I will be talking about my experience at UFC Pittsburgh. I will be bringing my Zoom H1 recorder, which I just purchased. I'm super excited to use that and you never know who I'm going to run into. So until next time, Shalom. Please remember to support the podcast by visiting the affiliate links on AaronSaysWhat.com. Are you looking for a permanent home for your podcast? Spreaker can do it all. Spreaker will give you your own RSS feed that you can submit to other platforms, including iTunes. Spreaker's mobile app lets you record from your smartphone, or you can use their web-based console with everything you need to record. Their podcasting plans include being able to host multiple podcasts, no extra charge. Have a YouTube channel? Spreaker has that covered. Effortlessly upload your podcast audio to your channel. You can even move your current podcasts to Spreaker without losing your current iTunes subscribers. Try any plan for free for 30 days using promo code ASW.